Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and it's time for Change the Game podcast for Monday, January 6th, 2020. What's going on? Last time we talked about college football and the upcoming national championship game and the New Year's Day Bowls where... I went 1-3 and three in my bowl predictions, and today we are going to the pros. We're sticking with football, but moving on up to the professional levels, as this past weekend was the start of the 2020 NFL playoffs. Very interesting matchups indeed. I did not do a podcast before the playoffs, so you probably don't know what my predictions are but after the first weekend my predictions have blown up my bracket is busted as they would say for the NCAA tournament two of the four teams I had making the final four are already out my Super Bowl champion is out I got two of the picks right from this past weekend I will run through quickly My predictions that I had made for the playoffs, I had Houston beating Buffalo, New England beating Tennessee, Seattle beating Philly, the Saints beating the Vikings. In the divisional round, I had the Ravens beating Houston, the Patriots going into KC and beating the Chiefs, the 49ers edging out Seattle, and New Orleans going into Green Bay and beating the Packers. Then I had New Orleans going into San Francisco and beating the Niners. I had the Ravens beating the Patriots for the second time this season. And in the Super Bowl, I thought the Saints were going to beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Well, those predictions were obviously dead wrong besides the Houston and Seattle picks. And we are going to start out in New Orleans as the Minnesota Vikings Go into New Orleans and Mr. Kirk Cousins, who had never won a playoff game in his career, gets his first playoff win. The Vikings win it in overtime, 26-20. But, of course, with a Saints playoff game, it doesn't come without controversy. As the game-winning touchdown pass thrown by Mr. Kirk Cousins to... My main man, Kyle Rudolph from the University of Notre Dame, uh, fighting Irish in the NFL, balling out. Was it a pass interference or was it not? I would say it's an obvious pass interference by Kyle Rudolph. Now, before this play, I saw the cornerback for the Saints lined up on him, who's a six-foot cornerback. Kyle Rudolph is six-foot-six, so Kyle Rudolph already has a six-foot advantage on him. Six-inch advantage, excuse me, on him. Just straight pushes off of him with his right hand. Just a straight shove. Now, like Shannon Sharp has said, I've heard Tara Lowen say it, Shannon Sharp. It's an obvious pass interference. My question is, why did they not review it? And now they, they're saying that they did review it and it didn't warrant a change. And this is another problem I've had all season with the NFL. This is a problem that the NBA also has, but I'll get into the NFL-specific problem of they made this rule, the new rule where you could review pass interference plays for the Saints because they got screwed in the NFC Championship game last year. Let's just be honest. The Saints got screwed not only out of a Super Bowl berth, but I believe a Super Bowl title because I felt like the Saints were going to win it all last year. 
And this year, there's been a lot of pass interference calls that have been reviewed, and they don't change them when they're obviously pass interference. I've seen it all season. And I'm just wondering, why would you make the rule if you're never going to change the call? I understand if it's close, but there are calls where it's it's not even close. It's pass interference. And this was an obvious pass interference. Once again, I feel like the Saints got screwed. That's just my opinion. I, I really feel like the Saints got jobbed again. Now, this is a little different than last year. Because last year was an obvious job that the Saints did not make the Super Bowl because of a call. Because if you make one of three penalties, that was way more egregious than this. We'll admit that. The pass interference from last year was way more egregious. But they make one of those three calls that there were on that play. There should have been three different foul calls called on the same guy. The Saints are in position to just run the clock down to one second, kick a field goal onto the Super Bowl. Right? So we know that. This now, you call the offensive pass interference. It's third down. You're backed up. More than likely, the Vikings don't get a touchdown. They kick a field goal. So it's 23-20, to and Drew Brees gets the ball in overtime. Listen, I know you're saying what ifs, but what do you really think is going to happen in that scenario? Do you really think that the Saints aren't going to march right down the field and get the game-winning touchdown? I say if you don't think that, you're crazy. You know Drew Brees is going to do it. It was all set up. They had the pass interference. And listen, before that play, though, I saw they had the cornerback lined up on Kyle Rudolph by himself. And I looked up, and I saw that. I said, that's game over. As long as Kirk Cousins sees it, he's going to throw a fade to Kyle Rudolph. That's game. And he caught it, and I was just like, I was just almost depressed just because you know i wanted the saints to win new england had got knocked out the night before so now the team i i was rooting for to win the super bowl for sure was the saints 100 percent. i wanted the saints to win you know i'm not a saints fan i'm a big drew Brees fan um also michael Tom- i'm a big alvin Kamara fan as well i've always been a michael thomas fan but this year made me an even bigger fan not only was he on my fantasy team but how he just produced with drew Brees getting hurt michael thomas made me an even bigger fan of his i'm a huge fan of those three guys on the saints cam jordan i mean the saints are just in the great city of new orleans party city never been there but always wanted to go to mardi gras you know can't can't not love new orleans but I saw that play and I'm like, well, that's a touchdown. And, you know, it was almost depression, really. It's just like, man, the Vikings actually beat the Saints. Like, Kirk Cousins did it. And then they were like, well, are they going to review it? And I'm like, well, wait, what? Let me see. They show the replay and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pass interference. That is 100% pass interference. I did not really notice the pass interference. And it kind of looked like it at first. I was a little frustrated. I'm like, bro, they're not going to throw a flag at that. It was a little frustration as well, like uh, like just going to let Kyle Rudolph do whatever he wants. It didn't look as obvious to me at first. I wasn't paying as much attention, but in the replay, oh, man, you could just tell he pushed right off him. That's pass interference. And if you're not going to change these calls, if you're not even going to review it, now I guess they did review it, so I guess that point is mute, but if you're not going to overturn that, like what's the point of having this rule in place? We were told that they put this rule in place so if calls were made that were egregiously non-pass interference, but it really was pass interference, that they would be able to overturn those calls and not have a situation like what happened last year. But once again, the NFL, the refs get get in the way of the Saints, unfortunately for them and their fans. Are they going to have another boycott of the Super Bowl? I don't know. That would be pretty crazy if they did because they're going to lose more ratings. 
I'm just very, very surprised that they did not try to just overturn that. I mean, I know, I understand it's the playoffs. You're not going to make that call, and I've heard that argument. But listen, I believe that that was obvious pass interference, and I believe that the Saints got jobbed. Now, that's the end of the play. Now, we've talked about that. It's time to talk about Mr. Kirk Cousins because I have to give it up. I have to give a a standing ovation to Mr. Kirk Cousins because I never believed in him. I've been very critical of him. I've been one of his biggest critics. But you got to do nothing but give him a standing ovation. And as mad as I was, you know, obviously I don't like the Vikings at all. I'm a Bears fan. You, you don't like the Vikings. You don't like the Packers. You don't like the Lions either. You feel more sorry for the Lions than anything. But... Mr. Kirk Cousins showed out, especially in that overtime, the bomb to Adam Thielen, threw it to the heavens, and it landed right in Thielen's bread basket. What a catch by Thielen. Great job getting under that ball. I have to say, as mad as I was after that game, seeing Kirk Cousins, I got three words for you. You like that? And then the whole team goes crazy. Like, I, I busted out a smile. I smiled. I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. You got to give it to him. I feel I'm happy for Kirk Cousins. I am happy for Kirk Cousins because I've been one of his biggest critics. I've, I was critical of the Vikings for making that sign and giving him all that money. I still don't think he deserved to be the first fully guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL. I still think that that's not fair to a lot of other players who deserve fully guaranteed contracts over him. But you got to give it up. He finally got a playoff win. This was his signature big game win. You got to give it up to him. He played great. Now they go up to San Francisco, which I think they're going to get they're going to get shellacked. I, I don't see any scenario in the Vikings beating the Niners, but they have a really good defense. It'll probably be a close game. You know, I know I just said they're going to get shellacked, but I don't really think that. That's more of what I want to see happen. I I would love to see the 49ers just win by about 40 points and just, you know, end their season because, listen, I wanted the Saints to, to win the Super Bowl this year. I wanted them to get to the Super Bowl at least. I wanted a Drew Brees, Tom Brady Super Bowl. I wanted Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson. But maybe we'll get Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. That'd be pretty spectacular. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Aaron Rodgers even from the Green Bay Packers, although we all know no Bears fan wants to see that scenario play out, but could happen. But now I got to get into Mr. Sean Payton, who's a great coach, probably a top five coach, but there's got to be some questions about Mr. Sean Payton after this game and really the lack of playoff success that Sean Payton has had with Drew Brees. Because remember, when Drew Brees broke that touchdown record, I heard a lot of people saying, oh, Sean Payton, Sean Payton this, Sean Payton that. Hey, Drew Brees wasn't going to be this good without Sean Payton. Listen, I like Sean Payton. I don't even mean to rip on him. I, th I do think he's a top five coach. I really do. But I don't think he's a better coach than Bill Belichick. I don't think he's a better coach than John Harbaugh. I don't think he's a better NFL coach than Jim Harbaugh, to be honest with you. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh coached for what, three seasons? Got the 49ers the NFC or four seasons, got the 49ers the NFC championship game three years in a row in his first three years as coach. Got him to the Super Bowl, arguably a pass interference call away from winning a Super Bowl. 
Come on now, John Harbaugh has been an excellent coach. Look what he's done with the Ravens. Look at how he's changed. He went from Mr. Joe Flacco, a typical drop-back white pocket quarterback, to Lamar freaking Jackson, and it's worked. They are the best team in the NFL now. Sean Payton is great. Don't get me wrong. I don't mean to hate on Sean Payton right now. But listen, there were a lot of people throwing asterisks for Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is more responsible for Sean Payton's success than Sean Payton is for Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong. People were like, well, I didn't see this from Drew Brees. No, you didn't see it, but it could have manifested in the Chargers. For sure. He just was getting hurt a little bit. But don't get me wrong. The Chargers made a big mistake going with Phillip Rivers. I remember not liking the Chargers for years because they moved on from Drew Brees. They went with Phillip Rivers. I never liked Phillip Rivers just because I liked Drew Brees when I was a kid. I liked Drew Brees and LT. Man, they could have had Drew Brees, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, who was there, uh, Vincent Jackson, at wide receiver. They could have won a Super Bowl with that. Instead, they went with Phillip Rivers, and the closest they got was a conference championship game. You know? But this is about Sean Payton. And listen... You can't blame Sean Payton for a missed tackle against the Vikings two years ago, you know, on that Minneapolis miracle. You can't blame him for that, no no doubt. It's not all Sean Payton's fault. You know, the sky isn't falling. You know, Drew Brees isn't retiring. His career is not over. But we got to look at Sean Payton a little bit and say, well, it's time to, to produce in terms of getting another Super Bowl. You have, in my opinion, the fourth best quarterback in the history of the NFL. I, I believe that Drew Brees is the fourth best quarterback ever. I only think there are three quarterbacks that, that I personally believe are better than Drew Brees. That would be Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Joe Montana. Johnny Unitas is very close. Maybe I'll put Johnny U over him as well. A guy that many people disrespect in their rankings. Listen, Johnny Unitas, he played when there was no quarterbacks in terms of they didn't want the quarterback to succeed back then. He was putting up numbers that were ridiculous. Now, obviously, they don't compare to the Dan Marinos and now the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady's of the world. But, man, imagine if Johnny Unitas played today. He would be a monster. So, Johnny U, a close fifth place. But, listen, I believe that Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints, this is a devastating loss for the Saints and their fan base. I don't know where they go from here. I thought the Saints were going to win the Super Bowl last year and this year. It appears that they most certainly got screwed out of a Super Bowl berth last year. And I believe a championship. And this year I believe a chance to win the wild card game. And again, I thought the Saints were going to win the Super Bowl this year. I thought they were going to go on a run like no other. I thought they were going to beat the Vikings. And then I thought they were going to go up to Lambeau and then up to I guess it's not Candlestick, whatever they call the 49ers' new stadium. Um, Levi's Stadium, that's what they call it now. Go up to Levi's and beat the 49ers, go to the Super Bowl, play Lamar Jackson, the MVP, and beat him. I thought it was going to be one of Drew Brees' all-time great playoff runs. It won't happen, but we may or may not get We may just get that Drew Brees-Tom Brady Super Bowl next year. I still think that the Saints... You know, it's obviously early, but I would still say the Saints are going to be one of my favorites in the NFC next year. I would say early on, I would say the three teams I'd expect are the Saints, the Seahawks, and the 49ers would be the, the top three dogs in the NFC. And I believe that will maintain its course next year. Um, that being said, going to move on from Drew Brees 
the 41-year-old quarterback, to the 42-year-old quarterback, the GOAT, Tom Brady, also going down in wildcard weekend as the New England Patriots knocked off by the Tennessee Titans 20-13. to And listen, I was not that surprised. I mean, I was surprised that the Titans beat them, but I wasn't that shocked. I said Derrick Henry was going to go for a buck 50 at least. He went with 182 on 34 carries and a touchdown. And everybody's jumping on Tom Brady. Tom Brady this. It's over. He might as well retire. You know, oh, look look what Tom Brady is. He's not the same. He's falling off a cliff. All I've seen is a New England Patriots team that has desperately failed Tom Brady. I'm a New England Patriots fan. But as a Tom Brady fan, honestly, after this year, I'm really sick and tired of this. I would personally love to see Tom Brady leave the Patriots, even though I'm a Patriots fan, and it would kill me. But for as a Tom Brady fan, I want to see him, and I was thinking there are a bunch of teams that I believe Tom Brady could go to. I think it's going to boil down to a few teams. I believe I was saying before this that Tom Brady's going to leave the Patriots. I was convinced because they have not done anything for him in terms of help. Now, let's talk about Mr. Nikhil Harry, the big wide receiver, first-round pick from Arizona State who can't even run. I thought this at the time. I was very confused as I saw DK Metcalf falling. I'm like, oh, wait, the Patriots could snag him at the end of the first round? Let's go. It took Nikhil Harry, and I was like, I was confused, but I'm like, oh, well, maybe he'll be good. I, I don't know. Skip Bayless said he was he saw something, so maybe that should have told me all I needed to know, but... um. I didn't really know. I didn't. I, you know, I don't. I'm not gonna pretend like I watch Arizona State, so I'm. I didn't know, but I was like, well, this DK Metcalf guy looks like the type of guy you would have wanted to take. And lo and behold, look what happened last night. Where he made a couple of the biggest play, the the two biggest plays of the game for the Seahawks in their win yesterday over the Philadelphia Eagles. Why would you take Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf? Doesn't make any sense. Why did the Patriots cut Antonio Brown? I know Antonio Brown is out there tweaking. Trust me, I do. But they needed Antonio Brown. They needed him out there. I think the Patriots have de- desperately failed Tom Brady to give him many weapons. Julian Edelman is his best weapon. And guess what? Julian Edelman led the league in drops this year. He dropped a big third and six. Tom Brady put it right in his breadbasket. I don't know what happened to Julian Edelman this year, but... Listen, I love Julian Edelman. He's made great plays for the Patriots in the past, but looks like he's getting past his prime. He's not as good as he used to be. You you never saw Julian Edelman drop the amount of balls that he dropped this year. And I think part of that is losing Rob Gronkowski. Not having him on the field affects the team, and not having him on the team at all really affects them. It's not like when Gronk was injured, they, they more or less were playing for Gronk, you know? And even when they won that Super Bowl, remember, they had Martellus Bennett at tight end, a great tight end. Who did they have this year? They had a 39-year-old Benjamin Watson. Benjamin Watson. What are we in, 2004 now? And this guy was the Patriots tight end when I first started watching football, basically. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, the amount of Tom Brady hate that has been spewed is laughable. And people just love to hate on Tom Brady, mister. Oh, yeah. I'm sick and tired of it. 
I want to see Tom Brady leave the Patriots because I want to see Tom Brady prove that he can do it without Belichick. As much as I do love the Patriots, too. I'm a Patriots fan, you know? I'm not I'm not one of those, oh, I'm a Tom Brady fan, so when he leaves, not, no, I'm going to be a Patriots fan. I'm just saying I'm also a fan of Tom Brady, and I don't think it's fair what they've done to him. You know, I mean, yes, I would love to see Tom Brady stay with the Patriots if they get new weapons, if they load up, get a better line, running game. Yes, that would be great. But I believe that Tom Brady is going to pick between a few places. I think there are a few teams that could wind up with Tom Brady's uh, services. One of them I've been thinking was the one Stephen A. had said, which I thought was laughable at the time, and I thought about it. It's very possible. The Tennessee Titans, the team that just beat the Patriots. Tom Brady could, in essence, pull a KD, go to the Titans. Not as bad as what KD did, but nevertheless, go to the Titans. I'd say the Chicago Bears. You know, my the hometown team, man. Who wouldn't love in Chicago to see Tom Brady put on that Bears helmet? That would be great. The other team that I think is a possibility, that I just said possibility, the Dallas Cowboys. I know they have Dak Prescott, but that's a move that you could see Jerry Jones trying to pull off. We'll get into the Cowboys a little bit later with the news of who they just hired as their head coach. There are going to be two teams that we talk about that are not involved in the playoffs, the Cowboys being one of them. And... I believe that that could be a move that would be made. But I don't think he's going there. I don't think he's going to the Bears or the Titans. The team that I am convinced that he will sign with is the Los Angeles Chargers. That's the move to be made. And I guess it's a very common opinion now, according to most, with the new stadium. The Chargers need to build a fan base. They need to get relevant, in a sense. They really just need to be relevant now. They, they came in last place this year in their division, a massively disappointing season. So you move on from Phillip Rivers. You add Tom Brady, still have Mr. Austin Eckler, a better version of James White, Hunter Henry, a top ten, 5 to 10 tight end. If they can keep Melvin Gordon, then another solid running back. Not solid, honestly. He could be at times great running back. You got two great running backs, Hunter Henry. And then, of course, outside, you've got Mr. Keenan Allen, a great wide receiver, probably about a top 10 to 15 wide receiver in this game. And he's been staying healthy the last couple of years. So, I mean, it's all set up for time to go to the Chargers. They already have a really good defense led by Joey Bosa from uh, the Ohio State. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really think that Tom Brady is going to be a charger and I'm all here for it. I'm all here for Tom Brady going to the Los Angeles chargers and turning that team around and not only turning that team around. I believe that if Tom Brady goes to the chargers, the chargers will be in the super bowl next year. I'm a hundred percent sure that the, the chargers will get to the super bowl next year if they get Tom Brady. So I think we could get our Drew Brees, Tom Brady, super bowl, in Chargers versus Saints. And how ironic would that be? Drew Brees against his former team. They had to pull Tom Brady up to finally make a Super Bowl. Couldn't do it with Phillip Rivers, the guy they replaced Drew Brees with. No, they had to get Tom Brady at age, he'll be 43 next year. His age 43 season, I believe Tom Brady will take the Chargers to a Super Bowl. Don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl, but I do believe Tom Brady will take the Chargers to a Super Bowl. And I really think that's going to happen. I'm 
a hundred percent sure. I guess not a hundred percent sure. I'm about ninety percent sure that that's where he'll go, and I don't think he knows where he's gonna go yet either. Because the Patriots are still an option. Listen, I think I, I said the Chargers, I said the Cowboys, the Bears, the Titans, and the Patriots. Those are the five teams I believe he, he'll be choosing between, and I and I I really believe that the Cowboys will be an option as well. Do not count out Jerry Jones pulling a Jerry Jones move. And instead of locking up Dak Prescott, going after Tom Brady and thinking that's going to get you a Super Bowl, because I don't think the thing is with all those other teams I said, let's say he goes to the Cowboys. I don't see the Cowboys making a Super Bowl run. I see a division title, maybe an NFC championship game appearance. I don't see a Super Bowl run with the Cowboys. I don't see a Super Bowl run with the Chicago Bears. Again, maybe a division title. Maybe a conference championship appearance. The Titans. I don't see a Super Bowl run with the Titans either. The only team I see a Super Bowl run with with Tom Brady is the Chargers. I don't see a Super Bowl run with the New England Patriots. Not the team they have right now. Maybe Belichick can get him more weapons. Maybe he can do something. But the Chargers are the team I could see making a run. And who knows? Antonio Brown said he's only going where Tom Brady's going. That's, you know, if he's in the league next year. Could you imagine if the Chargers not only get Tom Brady, but they had Antonio Brown? So now you're looking at an offense that could potentially throw on the field at the same time. This is all potentially Tom Brady, your quarterback, a solid offensive line, Keenan Allen on one side, Antonio Brown on the other side, Hunter Henry at the tight end, and Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon as your two running backs. That's a dynamic offense right there. Plus, you've got a good defense. That's a team that could go... You know, every year there's pretty much a worst-to-first team in the league. This year, it didn't happen. It pretty much was the 49ers, although they were in second-to-last place. But they were so bad, they were they had the second pick in the draft. So, I mean, it's pretty much a worst-to-first for San Francisco. This coming year, it will be the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers. I, I kept calling them San Diego for years, but this Tom Brady thing has now made me call them the L.A. Chargers because it makes total sense. I think that's where... Tennessee would be the second choice, but I think Tennessee gets knocked out only because it's not a big market. I don't think Tom Brady's going to play for a small market. I think he wants to play for like a big market. That's why the Dallas Cowboys will be in play. That's why the Chicago Bears, of course, will be in play, um, assuming that they want to bring in competition for Mitchell Trubisky. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But again, you can't blame Tom Brady for that loss to the Titans. The Patriots looked terrible offensively outside of Tom Brady and listen you want to put this all on Tom Brady can you imagine what the Patriots would be like without Tom Brady put another quarterback in there see what he's gonna do come on now that that offense is terrible that line is terrible I mean now they're they're like almost at almost below average instead of terrible they're about below average now because they got Isaiah Wynn uh, from Georgia the, the guard they had him back so he was the one good offensive lineman out there. It, it was just a it was a mess of a team. This may be the worst 12 and 4 football team of all time. And it's just a shame that that's how the season ends. I I still think the playoffs going to be very exciting. I'm just kind of upset that we didn't get that Patriots Chiefs rematch in Kansas City. But that being said, the Titans, with that ground game, moving on 
to the second round. They will go up to Baltimore Saturday night. That will be a great game. The other AFC wild card game was the Bills and the Texans. Another team from the AFC East finally made the playoffs this year. The Buffalo Bills with a great defense. Josh Allen at quarterback. Frank Gore, the apparently never aging Frank Gore, still running. Uh, not, not running that much on Saturday, but the Texans come back down 16 to nothing to win 22 to 19 in overtime. What a game. How about the move by Deshaun Watson in overtime? Man, Deshaun Watson is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, it kills me that he's not in a Bears uniform. It, it killed me the day that Roger Goodell said the Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. I know everybody has their hot takes about not taking Patrick Mahomes, but I remember arguing that Patrick Mahomes is going to be a beast. I was one of the people who thought he was going to be really good. I said, this guy is Brett Favre 2.0. You can't take Trubisky over that guy. But, again, you all know, I don't think Mahomes is better than Watson. I never did. I always thought Watson was, as Dabo Sweeney put it, He's Michael Jordan. He pretty much is Michael Jordan. That guy cannot be beat. And the 10-6 Texans get the win coming from behind. Watson with a running touchdown on 55 yards running. He threw for 247 yards and a touchdown. So 300 total yards, 302 total yards of offense with two total touchdowns. Deshaun Watson putting the team on his back again. He's one of the best in the NFL. He is about a top five quarterback right now. I don't really see many other quarterbacks playing the position better than him other than Lamar Jackson and maybe you could say Russell Wilson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is up there as well. But listen, Aaron Rodgers, of course, you got to throw him up there. I was a little disrespectful. And Drew Brees. But... Man, you can't help but love what Watson did. And me as a huge Watson fan, I hope Ryan Pace was watching that game. And I hope he was sick. Mr. I'm not going to interview him. I don't know what that was, why they didn't interview him. I don't know. But it sets up. Ooh, guess what it sets up? It sets up the Trubisky Bowl. It sets up the Texans against the Chiefs. Watson against Mahomes. Now. I believe that that is going to be the best game of the weekend. Just because I hope Ryan Pace has to sit there and suffer like the rest of us Bears fans. He's got to sit in front of that TV and watch the whole game start to finish. No, 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 no. You don't get to leave the screen. You got to watch it. And if you don't, I'm going to be mad if he doesn't watch that whole game. He needs to watch the, the, the pregame show. He needs to watch the interviews. He needs to watch everything. He needs to feel it. Like how Matt Nagy said the Bears players need is good for them to feel it after they lost to the Eagles in the playoffs last year. Ryan Pace needs to feel this. Cause because us Bears fans, we're feeling depression. We're gonna be feeling a lot of feelings on Sunday afternoon when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes meet up for the first time against each other in the playoffs. And we will see what happens. I think it's gonna be a great game. AFC playoffs right now, 
I believe that Houston is going to go up to Kansas City, and for the second time this year, I got the Texans beating the Chiefs because I think Deshaun Watson is better than Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's going to prove it. Oh, my homeboy. Deshaun Watson is going to show you who the truth is. He's Michael Jordan. Don't bet against Jordan. Mahomes ain't Kobe. He's not Kobe. He's not Kobe. I don't know who Kobe is. Maybe Lamar Jackson is Kobe. So if there's no Kobe, you can't beat Jordan. There's there's no way to beat Jordan unless you have Kobe. And Patrick Mahomes is not Kobe. Therefore, Deshaun Watson is going to beat Patrick Mahomes. I know that might not have made a lot of sense. But Deshaun Watson is better than Patrick Mahomes. I expect him to. To rise to the occasion. I expect J.J. Watt to have another big game. They're going to use him even more. Shout out to J.J. Watt, man. That is great to see him on the field and making such a big impact. I expect him to have an even bigger impact on this game. And I really expect, once again, Andy Reid in the big games always makes mistakes with the clock. I think it's going to happen again. Chiefs fans are going to go home depressed once again. In Arrowhead, just like the AFC Championship game last year, I expect it to happen again this year, except this time in the divisional round. I see the Texans upsetting the Chiefs. And in the other side, I think the Titans are going to give the Ravens everything they have. They're going to have revenge on their minds, revenge from way back in the 2000 divisional round when the Ravens went up into Nashville and silenced those Nashville fans, and the Ravens beat the Titans, which was on their way to the Ravens' Super Bowl season, uh, where Ray Lewis won the Super Bowl MVP, one of the greatest defenses of all time. Or how about the 2008 playoffs, where the Titans were the number one seed. Once again in Nashville, the Ravens went up there, Joe Flacco's rookie year, and knocked off the number one seeded Tennessee Titans. So I think the Titans are going to have plenty of revenge on their minds, although none of these players really were playing with the Titans still. I know that Mike Rabel is going to bring up that history. He's going to get this team motivated. I believe in Mike Rabel as a coach. I think he was a better hire than I ever dreamed of him being. And I think they're going to give the Ravens everything they had. That being said, I'm not going to bet against Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go with the Ravens to squeak by. So in the Saturday night game, I'm going to go with the Ravens beating the Titans by a score of 20-17. to 17. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Titans put up almost as many points as they put up last week. Just three less, but I believe the Ravens get 20 and they, they squeak by with a win. Move on. Sunday's game, I, I got the Texans winning 28-24. to 24. Watson down by three. Says we're not getting a field goal. Gets the touchdown at the end of the game uh, to set depression into the Kansas City faithful out in Arrowhead Stadium. Now, one more game that got to talk about from Wild Card Weekend, of course. Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Seahawks win 17-9. Russell Wilson had a decent game. 18-30, 325 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Uh, Carson Wentz in the game goes 1-4 for four for 3 yards. Now, what happened? That was a dirty hit by Jadavion Clowney. Let's be honest. That helmet-to-helmet hit, 
I'm tired of seeing all these takes about Carson Wentz getting hurt now. I know he's been hurt a lot, but this time that was unfair for Carson Wentz. I felt bad. Got to give Josh McCown credit, though. How about Josh McCown in the ones, balling out, gave it his all in his first playoff game. That old man, what is he, 39 out there, 18 to 24, 174 yards. You didn't expect much out of McCown. He gave it all he had. He was playing in ones. He was playing hurt, too. I mean, that's a lot of heart, but you got to have heart. You're playing in ones, though. That I mean, I know I said that a bunch of times, but that, that stuck out to me. The fact that he had ones on, I love that, and I don't like the Eagles at all because of what they did last year. And once again, by the way, the Wentz injury isn't comeuppance, but losing in the playoffs, that's comeuppance for last year. Not for beating the Bears because it's co- really, I mean, it's technically Cody Parkey's fault that that you even beat the Bears last year. Let's get that clear. You didn't block a kick. Cody Parkey just did what he did the whole season, hit it off the upright, except this time he double-doinked it. This is what's come up. The Eagles players went into the locker room and played finito in the locker room. The disrespect, and I loved it when the Saints played Dreams and Nightmares the next week when they beat the Eagles. I loved when that pass went through Jeffrey's hands and they lost because of Alshon Jeffrey, the former Bear. That was great. But pettiness aside, I feel so bad for Carson Wentz. He finally gets a chance to play in the playoffs and he gets hurt like that on a cheap shot play. If this was in South Carolina, Jadavion Clowney's kicked out of the game for targeting. Um, I don't think it's fair that Clowney could hurt a player like that and then still continue to play and not only play but make a huge impact. What a game Clowney had. He is a beast on the line for the Seahawks. Without him, that defense would would not be a good defense at all. That He covers up a lot of holes for that defense because they are not obviously not the Legion of Boom. But the Seahawks do get the win. DK Metcalf, I talked about him earlier had the two biggest plays of the game. Still doesn't make any sense why the Patriots took Nikhil Harry over him, but that's neither here nor there. A second-round pick. Chris Collinsworth said, I didn't understand why he felt. A lot of people were wondering that. Like, he must have character issues, but that's what I thought, too. Like, is there something wrong with his character or whatever? I, I don't know what was the problem. In any case, the Seahawks got lucky to get him in the second round, and now they are reaping the benefits, and they are headed to Lambeau Field. For a rematch of the 2015 NFC Championship game. Oh boy. A rematch of a game that Green Bay had won and they absolutely choked it away. Can Green Bay right the wrong of that game? I don't know. I loved Russell Wilson's uh, reaction. Uh, The reporter from NBC asked him, what was that play for the DK Metcalf touchdown? He he goes, well, I can't tell you the play, but I can tell you it was a good one. (laughs) Russell Wilson's funny, man. He's he's such a nice guy. People hate on him just because he's nice. You know, there's nothing wrong with Russell Wilson to me. Um, He's just such a nice dude. He'd be a guy that, you know, you just love to to. I guess, I mean, I was going to say, you know, grab a beer with or something, but Russell Wilson's too nice. I don't even think he would drink a beer. I feel like yeah, Russell Wilson, you got to drink some water with him, which, hey, nothing wrong with that. Water is great. Water's the best thing you can drink. Um, but, yeah, get a nice glass of water with Russell Wilson, chop it up about football. I'd love to have a conversation with Russell Wilson. He's just such a nice guy. I don't think how you could never have a conversation with Russell Wilson and not feel good like he's just the type of dude that'll make you feel good about yourself that's just what I don't know him personally it's just what he seems like so it's it's hard to root against Russell Wilson it's 
it's really impossible to hate Russell Wilson. It really is just because he's such a nice guy and he's a genuinely nice guy. You know, he's not doing that for like show. He really is a nice guy. So he goes up to Wisconsin to face his former team. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I got to give the Eagles credit though. They had heart in this game. They, they gave a lot of heart, but the Seahawks of course won. And before the game, I, I was I picked the Seahawks, but I was like, oh, I think the Eagles are going to upset them. I think this is one of those games because people were just talking about all week. Oh, Eagles have no chance, you know. And when when bad teams win the division, somehow they win the playoff game in the opener. The Seahawks were seven and nine, and they beat the the defending champion Saints in the first round at the Beast Mode Run. And I remember calling that. I'm like, watch the Seahawks are going to beat the Saints. I, I don't know how I knew it. It's pretty young, but I just knew. I just knew that that was going to happen. Just, for some reason, it's just NFL is weird like that. Those bad teams win the division, and somehow they win a playoff game. It's wild. But how about speaking of beast mode, how about the Marshawn Lynch touchdown? What a run. He only has seven yards on the day, but that touchdown was a big-time touchdown right before the half. Great to see him. I think he's he's the big change in Seattle. They go up to Lambeau next weekend. We're going to have two really good games in the divisional round. I expect the Seahawks to go right up to Lambeau Field and knock off the Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to be an epic, epic, epic game. I'm going to go Seattle wins by a score of 31-30. to I think they only win by one point. I think it's going to be an epic game. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be great. I think Russell Wilson is going to be even greater, though, because he is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers right now. I'm sorry to say it. I know all you Wisconsin people out there don't want to hear it, but Russell Wilson, he's not only a better quarterback. I mean, they're close, I guess, but it's not really a debate of who's better. Like, Russell Wilson is clearly a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. It's not a slight on Aaron Rodgers. He's still about a top-five quarterback, but... He is not better than Russell Wilson. That's a fact. I, I know that for a fact. I take Russell Wilson any day right now over Aaron Rodgers. That's a fact. And so I got the Seahawks beating the Packers 31 to 30. The other game, I think San Francisco is going to play really well. I think the Vikings defense is going to keep a minute, but I think Kirk Cousins is going to feel that pressure in San Francisco. I don't think he's going to be able to live up to this one. I expect him to throw at least two picks. I think that defense is going to be all over him. I think Dalvin Cook may have a good game, but I think eventually they're just going to stack the box and they're going to force Kirk Cousins to beat him over the top. I don't expect him to do that. I've got the 49ers in a close one pulling away late. Final score, let's go 35. No, let's go. You know what? No, the 49ers, Robbie Gold is going to get kick a couple field goals in there, not 35. We'll go San Francisco 34. We'll go Minnesota 21 Vikings will get three touchdowns but again San Francisco will pull away late with a late touchdown and that'll seal it up that'll be the game San Francisco moves on to the NFC championship game and listen I I think the NFC championship game right now is going to be San Francisco and Seattle I think in the AFC you're going to have you know Baltimore hosting the Texans Lamar versus Deshaun Jimmy G versus Russ I mean that that'd be great, but listen, those uh, those these divisional round games that are coming up are gonna be some great games. I am so excited to watch them. 
little disappointed, of course, that the Saints and the Patriots are knocked out. But that doesn't change the fact that, again, that's why when I looked at this playoffs, like it doesn't matter who wins what game. Every playoff game is extremely interesting, and I believe all four of these games are really interesting. I can't wait to watch them all. It's going to be a great weekend of football. Um, now, I've got two more things to cover real quick before we wrap up this week's Change the Game. And the first is the breaking news today out of Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys have hired former Green Bay Packers coach Mike McCarthy as head coach. And... That has hit me with the snooze button. I am sleeping on this hire. I think that is a big mistake by the Dallas Cowboys. It's not a it's a good hire by you're looking at resume. Mike McCarthy is a good resume. He's won a Super Bowl nine out of thirteen seasons. He's in the playoffs as head coach of the Green Bay Packers, which looks good, but it's really not good because you had Aaron Rodgers. Should have been thirteen out of thirteen. Or well excuse a year or two for injury, at least about 12 out of 13. You know what I mean? Like that is not good uh, for Mike McCarthy. But again, he got the Cowboys job. I don't think it's a good hire again, though. It's probably good for Jerry Jones. He gets to keep his control again. He's not going to hire a Bill Belichick, not going to hire even an Urban Meyer. I was disappointed in that. I thought he was going to go for a big, sexy hire. This is not it. We'll see how it works out. I don't expect it to work out too well for Cowboys fans because, of course, they expect a Super Bowl, so it won't work out in that sense. So a very disappointing hire. In my opinion, I was expecting maybe more. All they interviewed, apparently, as far as I know, is Marvin Lewis. So I'm very surprised that they went so quickly with the hire. But we will see. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe I'm dead wrong. You know, I'm not perfect in my analysis of football or any sport or anything for that matter I'm never going to be perfect so maybe it'll work out I don't expect it to he couldn't win more than one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers a top 10 quarterback in the history of the game I don't expect him to win one Super Bowl with Dak Prescott who I like a lot and could end up being the best quarterback in the history of the Dallas Cowboys but still I don't expect him to win a Super Bowl so Dak won't become the best quarterback in the history of the Dallas Cowboys if he can't win multiple Super Bowls he's got to at least win one to do that We'll see what happens though. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be different, but I don't expect it to work out. It's a very boring hire in my opinion. You know, I I snooze at that news. But moving on, the Chicago Bears. Got to talk about those Chicago Bears. Oh, why do we got to talk about the Bears? Uh, we having a good Sunday. We're not depressed. Why why you got to get us in a bad mood? Well. Because I'm I'm not in a good mood when I think about the Bears. So none of you should be in a good mood when it comes to the Bears. You, you all got to think about this stuff too. Not just me. So I have to talk about it. So Sunday is the Trubisky Bowl. Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead Stadium in a playoff game. Two quarterbacks that Ryan Pace didn't want. One of them he didn't even interview. Who was the guy he didn't interview? The kid from... Texas Tech, who threw a lot of yards, but played in the Big 12 and may not be as good in the NFL as he was in college, just put up a bunch of empty calorie numbers, according to some? Or was it the guy who played for Clemson, went to back-to-back national championships, played the best games against Alabama ever in championship games, and won the second one on the last play? 
Hmm. I won't. Oh, it, it was the guy from. So so he so he didn't interview the guy from Clemson, the guy who Dabble Sweeney called Michael Jordan. So, what happened? You know what Dabble Sweeney said before the draft, right? He said, if you pass on Deshaun Watson, it's like passing on Michael Jordan. That's what he said. He said that. What did the Bears do? The Bears traded up from the third pick of the draft to the second pick in the draft. What did they do with said second pick of the draft? Did they take Michael Jordan, Deshaun Watson? Did they take Brett Favre 2.0 and Patrick Mahomes? Nope. They took Mitchell Trubisky. They took Sam Bowie. They took Sam Bowie, and then the Texans ended up with Michael Jordan. Oh, my goodness. But why am I talking about the Bears? I already talked about Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Well, I got to talk about what Ryan Pace said about a week ago now. He said that the Bears are moving forward with Mitchell Trubisky as the starting quarterback for the Bears in 2020. (sighs) Tisk, tisk, tisk. Ryan Pace, you just want to prove yourself right. But in doing so, you're going to waste a Super Bowl caliber defense. Oh, but you know what? You know what, Anthony? There, there's no good quarterbacks available. So so what do you expect the Bears to do? Well, 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 well. Let's slow down there. There are plenty of quarterbacks the Bears could sign. Number one, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, well, nobody's going to sign Colin Kaepernick. He He's blackballed from the league. Da, 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 da. Why would you even bring that up? That's a stupid opinion. Da, 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 da. Okay, 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 okay. Calm down. Calm down now. Calm down. All right, all right, we'll put Kaepernick to the side. Even though Kaepernick would essentially turn around the Bears and make them a threat, probably win the division, possibly get a Super Bowl. Okay, put him to the side. Cam Newton. Oh, well, he's, he's injury prone. Da, 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 da. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's calm down now, buddy. Let's calm down now, Mr. Mr. Daw Bears guy. Supporting Mitch Trubisky, even when he shouldn't have you supporting him anymore. Cam Newton is a former league MVP. He didn't have surgery before this past year. Now he had surgery. Let's say he's fully healthy. Last time we saw Cam fully healthy, not this past season, but the year before, before he got hurt. What was he? He was excellent. He was having the Panthers in position to make the playoffs and make a run. Right? That's a fact. Before he got hurt, the Panthers were a great team. He got hurt. They were trash. Look at the Panthers now. Yeah, they they were surviving without Cam. And then they they fired Ron Rivera for no reason. Then they just tanked out. So, you don't want Cam Newton. All right. Well, how about how about Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, I don't I don't hear as many uh arguments about that. Healthy. Now he played good with the Saints. How about that signing? Listen, there are plenty of quarterbacks that you could take that would be a better option than Mitchell Trubisky. I give you 3 right there. That would be perfect fits for the Chicago Bears. How about Tom Brady? I know you can't say anything bad about Tom Brady. Come on, he's the GOAT. I know he's older, but you tell me you wouldn't want Tom Brady over Mitchell Trubisky. And I, I believe that the backlash with a Kaepernick or a Teddy Bridgewater or a Cam Newton hire would be, and listen, this may become as controversial, maybe a controversial opinion, but I know for a fact that there are some people who are Bears fans that don't want to see the Bears have a black quarterback. That's just a fact. I believe that goes higher up with the Bears than most. I believe that goes in the organization as well. I'm not saying the GM. Not not saying that, but it may go even higher than that. But all I got to say, speaking of the GM, is he didn't even interview Deshaun Watson. What does that tell you? He interviewed Patrick Holmes. Yes. 
Yeah, but he, he is mixed. I mean, he is black, but I'm just saying he is mixed. I'm not saying this is for sure. Don't take me on quote. I said, oh, the Bears GM. I didn't say the Bears GM was racist. I didn't say anything like that. All I'm saying is that I think that there are people in the Bears organization that don't want a black quarterback that had that experiment happen almost 20 years ago with Cordell Stewart. And that's that's all that that, that was that was good enough. They don't want to do it again. Probably like about 15 years ago, I would say, when they had Cordell Stewart, Cordell Stewart, and quarterback for the Bears. So, listen, how about drafting Jalen Hurts? You know, as a backup, at least you got to give Trubisky some competition. At least, like, come on, man. I'd say you got to go for Cam or Teddy Bridgewater, though. That's what I would say the Bears need to do. I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to go with Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel, Mizzou made as his backup. And you're going to be disappointed. You're just going to be disappointed. The Bears will miss the playoffs again. They will disappoint. Even if they make it, they will lose in the playoffs. It's going to be another disappointing season. The Bears just are going to continue to disappoint us as Bears fans. And it just drives me crazy. But maybe they proved me wrong. Who knows? It would be great to see the Bears get a good quarterback. Like I said, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Tom Brady. There's four options right there that you could go after. I don't think Tom Brady would choose the Bears, but you better you better try to get him. I mean, if you're, if you're going to go for somebody, at least get Tom Brady. Don't go with Mitch Trubisky. Ugh. It is what it is, though. The Bears do not have the right starting quarterback right now. We will move on from the Bears, though. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for you today at Change the Game. Um, So for the NFL playoffs, I am going to release one NFL episode per week. Um, Since I am doing that, I'm going to do one other episode every week just so I'm not always doing sports. Listen, as much as I love sports, this is not a sports podcast. This is a podcast about a lot of different things. So with that being said, this week, um, the non-sports episode that is coming out this week is going to be a little start to the decade and it is going to be my personal favorite movie from every year that I have been alive so from 1995 through 2019 I'm going to tell you my favorite movie from every year and then I'm going to give you other movies that came close it's going to be a huge podcast this is something I've been wanting to do since before I started doing the podcast. It was one of the episodes that I've been looking forward to, so I figured that would be a great way to kick off the decade and talk about movies. And then again, part two of Star Wars will be coming up in about two weeks, maybe three weeks, but that is also coming up with a special guest. Uh, we're going to talk about the new Rise of Skywalker movie. We're going to talk about the problems with the sequel trilogy. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but again, And if you're looking for just NFL, again, this time next week on Monday, there will be another NFL podcast talking about the divisional games and previewing the conference championship game. Likewise, week after, we'll talk about those conference championship games, preview the Super Bowl, and talk about before the Super Bowl, I'll also give 
uh, my personal NFL awards, who I believe will deserve every award, the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all of that. So uh, be sure to stick around. Uh, keep tuning in to Change the Game. Thank you for listening. And we got more content coming as the year comes on. So continue to stick with us. It's only going to get better from here. And thanks for joining us at Change the Game.